Hi, thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. I hope everyone's having a great day. Uh, today we're going to be talking about We Were Restless Things by Cole Nagamatsu. Um, you know, I have to give this book three stars. Um, I really think Nagamatsu failed with bringing the characters to life. Because, um, I mean... I think this is one of those novels that's probably going to balance on love or hate. Uh, you're either going to love it, you're either going to hate it. Um, I'm sort of left somewhere in the middle. I, I neither love it nor hate it. I think it's just an okay novel. Um, and I mean, the premise is, sorry, my allergies are really bad today. The premise is pretty interesting. Um, you have, it follows, you know, the death of a boy who drowned, but he, he drowned on land, you know, without any, uh, water in sight, um, but Numi, or Nomi, N-O-E-M-I, that's how you spell her name, so I'm not really sure how to pronounce it, um, Nomi, whatever, she, um, she knows a secret, you know, there's this mystical lake in the forest behind her house that it moves and there's a lighthouse on it as well and it's a moving lake um and she shared this moving lake with link so she knows that it killed him also because he has been texting her from beyond the grave i mean i think it's a pretty interesting premise i think it just lacks personality um new me as a character she's pretty stoic a lot of the time she doesn't really have a voice her you know or personality she she's described as having such vibrancy you know she lives in her art she's kind of this artsy girl but I think her point of view lacks a personality she sounds very monotonous all how all the time and I think um I mean, her voice simply just falls flat. It lacks emotion, I guess, what I'm trying to say. And I just think that the author sort of missed something with her because, you know, I, I do have to come with the author. He did bring um, an asexual character to life, um, but being asexual doesn't mean you don't have any emotion. And, you know... A perfect example of an asexual character is um, read the immortal code, the immortal code by Lillian Clark. I mean, you have an asexual character in that novel, but she's pretty vibrant as far as characters go. You know, here you have Nomi, and her voice just kind of falls flat. She's a very detached person. I think the author um, failed to really bring her to life and <clears throat> do someone of this community justice, ultimately. Um, and then you have Amberlynn. Uh, her point of view, it, it, it just feels like you could literally skip all of her points of view and you wouldn't miss anything of the book. Uh, her point of view just seems really inconsequential to the novel. It doesn't really bring any tension to the plot. She, it's, I, uh, at the end of the day, um, every time I was reading her, I'm like, okay, 
how is this relevant to the plot? It's really not relevant to the plot. Like I said, you could literally skip all of Amberlynn's point of views and you wouldn't miss anything of the novel. And then there's um, Jonas. He has a nice voice, um, but once again, he's also, I think they all fall flat. You know, I think that's something this author needs to work on is really bringing in some vitality into these characters because, you know, a lot of them, they all kind of just fall flat. I think the most vibrant characters in the novel are the ones that don't have points of view. Um, so there's that. But Jonas at times just kind of feels like an accessory to Numi. Uh, I, it's not that I didn't like Jonas, you know, he does have a romantic interest to uh, knew me and they're sort of exploring it together because, you know, once again, she is asexual and I think one of the best lines is she doesn't know how that's supposed to work. She's like, there are no love stories about people like me. And I think that's really important to point out because it does bring to life, um, the lack of representation in media, both written media and, you know, televised media. You know, you really don't see a lot of characters um, who are asexual being represented in literature and in movies. But there's a lot that can be done, once again. Immortal co immoral Code by Lillian Clark. You know, so I think it's important to bring that sort of representation, but um, their voices just fall flat um, and once again, the most vibrant characters are the ones that don't have a point of view in the novel. Um, and once again, you know, Jonas's perspective, he's a nice character. He's definitely relatable because he does have a lot of insecurities. Um, and you know, he just got kicked out of school, um, because he'd had enough, you know, bull being bullied, so he punched someone and broke their nose, and so he went to go live with his dad, um, but he's a pretty insecure character. He feels like he really doesn't belong anywhere, and I think that's something, you know, a lot of teenagers can relate to, this, this need to belong. Um, but again, you know, at the end of the day, he does kind of just feel like an accessory to Numi, which... I think uh, does a disservice to his personality and his point of view. Uh, I will say this, you know, Nagamatsu did a really good job with creating the voice of the forest. You know, it's very eerie, it's very sinister, it's very childlike at times. You know, the forest is very old, but it doesn't understand human emotion. Um, you know, it's a forest. It, it wants to make Nui happy, but it's going about it the wrong way, I, you know, i.e. it kills Link because, you know, it thinks Link are her feelings, and then it takes Link's face to sort of communicate with her. So, um, building up the forest point of view and the forest voice, I think Nagamatsu did a really good job. You know, it is sinister, it is very eerie. However, you know, I don't really think there's a lot of that. Um, another thing I do, I did like about the novel was the interludes, um, 
you have these segments that look like something out of um, a sketchbook, you know, a journal, and they're really good, you know, they're writings and pictures and drawings, and, you know, they tell, like, many stories, you know, they're Numi's dreams, and I think that's the best time we get to really hear her voice is in those segments, um, and I really do like the mixed media here, you know, you have handwritten stories, you know, you have these pictures, because she likes to sort of bring her dreams to life, and I think that's really clever, um, as far as stylized, um, as, as far as styling, styling the story goes. Now, at the end of the day, um, it was, it was an okay novel. Uh, I think as a debut, as a debut, it really could have used a lot of more hands-on work, you know, with bringing these characters to life and making sure they had strong vitality to them. Um, but, uh, the magical realism with the forest, I thought that was, you know, very well done, you know, I thought it was pretty exceptional, and I think maybe that's where the writer's, you know, talent is, you know, creating magical realism, but I really do think the author really needs to focus on creating stronger voices for his character so that they don't fall flat. Overall, um, it really only lacks in characterization, otherwise it is a pretty good debut novel. So I do give it three stars. Um, this was We Were Restless Things by Cole Nagamatsu. Please remember to support your local bookseller if you're going to go ahead and purchase this book. And if not, um, support your local library and check it out for your local library. I hope everyone has a great rest of your day. And as always, happy reading.